Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. Hello, 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 good people, good people. (laughs) Welcome one and all to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober, and man, have I got a show for you today. But before we get into it, you know how we do. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to hear a word from you, to gain understanding of your word We thank you, God, that you are with us. We thank you that you are for us. We thank you that you love us enough to share your heart through your word. Now, God, use me as you've used me before. I decrease that you increase, that the only things that come out of my mouth are the things that you need the hearers to hear. We declare that every ear is anointed to hear not just what I say, but what the Holy Spirit says behind what I say. I thank you, God, that this is an awesome, blessed time of studying and learning your word and growing and developing in the understanding of your word, which will help us grow and develop as believers, as your men and as your women in the earth, uh, making a mark that cannot be erased and being lights in dark places. We bind every demonic force and every demonic spirit that would try to hinder the plan of God. We bind the spirit of distraction to those who are listening to the podcast right now. We we declare that you will hear everything you need to hear in this podcast that will help your life be better and better and better. God, we trust you. We love you. We appreciate you. We adore you. And we thank you again for what we are about to receive in this time of sharing and studying. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. All right, good people. I'm kind of in a mood tonight. I'm I'm feeling pretty good and uh, just really excited about what we're going to talk about tonight. We're basically going to talk about faith. Going to talk about faith in today's episode. Now, that word faith, man, it, it it has a whole lot of different meanings. When you say the word faith, a whole lot of images and ideas will may come to your mind depending on what your, we'll call it, religious background is. Um, it's used as a nickname uh, in our society where Christianity is concerned, right? We're people of faith or this is a faith-based project or this is a faith-based movie right but is is that what faith really is from a biblical perspective from a godly perspective so now you know listen there have been dozens upon dozens upon dozens of lectures books sermons messages teachings on faith um, I'm sure there are schools on faith, there are classes and seminars on faith, 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 all over the place. And I'm not disparaging any of those. I haven't heard everything on faith. So I'm sure some of those things are fantastic. I'm sure some of those things are very deep and theological. Um, I'm sure some of those things are kind of off and crazy, right? Because that word faith has such a wide spectrum of understanding. So what we're going to do, doing things the way I do them, I like to keep things simple. I like my life simple. I like my meals simple. (laughs) 
I had a turkey burger and a salad for dinner tonight. You know, I like it simple. So we are going to look at what I call a simple understanding of faith. Now, it's not going to be the whole thing of faith from start to finish from Alpha to Omega. It's just a simple understanding that I think that uh, uh, once we understand it, we can apply it to our lives on a certain level, and then we can let God fill in the gaps of what we may or may not get out of this time together. I think I'm going to do several things on faith. Uh, I think after this, at some point, we'll get into something that I call the three components of faith, and we'll talk about faith from that perspective. Faith is such a vital part of what it is to be a believer, of what it is to be a follower of Christ. Uh, it's the main ingredient. It's, it's the, I heard someone, someone say that faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Okay, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. I got notes, so I need to follow my notes. Otherwise, we'll be all over the place, all right? <laughs> so get your Bibles, get your notebooks if you haven't already. If you're driving, please don't try to write anything down. Don't text and drive. Don't take notes and drive. Uh, that that would be bad, <laughs> okay? So if you're driving or if you're at work and all you can do is listen, just listen and, uh, you know, Pick up the podcast again uh, and, you know, listen to it again when you have time to take notes and things of this nature. That's the great thing to me about podcasts. You can just listen to them over and over and over and over again. So, um, But if you are kind of sitting in a place ready to study and I can hear someone say now, Cliff, get to it, man. I'm ready to go. All right. If you're ready to go, let's get into it. We're going to start at Hebrews 11, chapter 1. And what we're going to look at is the standard biblical definition of faith. This is when you ask people about what is faith, usually this is where they go. And they're not wrong. Uh, this is where we're starting. And we'll let this be our starting point, and then we'll take it where God wants it to be taken. All right, so Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Right? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? All right. So Hebrews 11, verse 1. And I'm reading from the New King James Version uh, translation of the Bible. So if you have a different translation, it may sound a little different, but we're in the same place. All right. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, there are a lot of Christians that can quote that scripture. But I'm not sure if many of them understand what that means. Now, you guys know how I'm about understanding. I did a whole podcast on it a while back. Understanding is important. With all you're getting, get understanding. Okay? So we look at faith here. It, it's, um, it's, it's three aspects of it. One is its substance. And it is the substance, the material of the things that we hope for, right? So it's substance of things hoped for and it's evidence. Now, evidence is something that exists that doesn't, it isn't the thing, but it is something that says that the thing exists, evidence, right? When you watch a Law and Order or my mother is a huge fan of Perry Mason, the Perry Mason uh, reruns. Um, I watch a lot of cop shows and things of this nature. And the only way that they can catch the criminal, they've got to find and piece together enough evidence that proves that the criminal did the crime or the suspect did the crime. Okay. So you need to collect evidence. Well, faith is evidence of things that we don't see. 
it's evidence that it exists even though we don't see it. Now, the Living Bible, because that, you know, okay, that sounded good, but how can I apply that tomorrow, you know, in my life? I know, I know, I know you're asking because I've asked that question myself. So let's dig a little deeper. The Living Bible translation says, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. I'm going to read that again. Faith is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. Now, let's, let's put the brakes on right here. Help me say this the right way, Lord. And we'll get into this more in detail as we go into uh, the show today. But, you know, confidence assurance that something we want is going to happen. Now, that doesn't mean stuff like winning the lottery. That doesn't mean stuff like uh, you know, being married to somebody who's already married. Okay, that that doesn't mean it's a wish list. Okay, this is not uh, faith as a genie in a bottle. Okay, this is not a magic book. Okay, and we'll get into there is an alignment that we have to have with what we want lined up with what God wants for us. Okay, this is not just uh, a wish list outside of the will of God for our lives. Okay, so I needed to kind of put that right there because I didn't want people thinking, oh, I can just go and, you know, say what I want and have assurance that it's going to happen and it'll happen. And then it doesn't happen and you wonder why. And then, you know, there's all kind of explanations that aren't correct. And this is how we get off track. Okay. Okay. So what is faith? It is the confident assurance. Now we want to hang on to confident assurance because that is going to transfer uh, when we start talking about faith, there is something to be said about confidence and there's something to be said about being assured that what we want is going to happen. OK, and then it is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. I just got an image, you know, when I lived in Chicago, I didn't have a car for a while. And so, you know, most of where I got to was via the bus. And even, and even when I moved out here to Los Angeles, I didn't have a car for a couple of years. I had to catch the bus, right? So faith in the bus, this is good, because I'm trying to create what they call low-hanging fruit. I want to put this in a place where you can easily grab it, right? So kind of faith in the bus. I'm standing on a street corner. There's a bus stop. There's a sign that says it's the such and such bus. And there is evidence that on that street corner, a bus that will take me where I want to go is going to show up. Now, when I get there, the bus is not there yet. The only thing that's there is evidence that the bus is coming. The bus stop, right? And, and uh, you have your, 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 your area where you can sit up under, right? Um, and, and it's shaded or it's covered, right? You got a little bench. It's a bus stop. Then there's a sign, more evidence with the listing of all the buses, numbers that are coming on that particular corner. I see the number of the bus that I want to catch. There's more evidence. And it's evidence that's, that tells me I'm at the right place. And eventually, if I stay there long enough, 
and the bus doesn't break down, <laughs> that bus will come. So I have certainty and confident assurance that the bus is going to be coming to that corner, even though I don't see the bus. But what do I see? I see evidence that the bus will be coming. That's a nice illustration for faith. I see evidence that something is coming into my life. I see evidence uh, that, that the thing that God has for me is coming, right? And even though I don't see it, I know it's coming, not because of this phrase that they use all the time, blind faith. There is nothing blind about godly faith. There is nothing blind about it. It is based on some type of evidence. And if you don't have any evidence to hang your faith on, your, you, your faith may not work. Or I'll put it this way, your confidence and your assurance may wane because you don't have any evidence to hang your faith on. Or you've hung your faith on bad evidence, right? Uh, um, um, sometimes when they're looking for the killer or the criminal, they find evidence, but it's not really evidence that directly points to that particular person. But they, they create an entire case based on bad evidence. And, and once the, they get it into court and it's proven that it's bad evidence, it's, it's deemed in, inadmissible. Right. And they have to throw the evidence out because it doesn't fit for what they're trying to do. All right. So so when we look at the evidence, we got to get the right evidence that leads us to the thing that we want to receive by faith. OK, that's good. That wasn't even in my notes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being with me on this, because it's a, it's, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because, you know, you say the word faith, people have this mindset, connotation, idea what it is. And we want to make sure everybody that's listening can get a real alignment and a true understanding of what faith is. Okay, let, let's go for another illustration. Let's look at the Amplified Translation of Hebrews 11 and 1. I really like this. And we'll get another illustration. All right, the Amplified Translation says, Now faith is the assurance. There's that word again. And then he describes it as the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So, so I don't see it, but I see it. And I see it based on the evidence, what we talked about a minute ago. Now, the Amplify uses a word here, confirmation, and I like that. And then it goes with title deed. Okay. Now, here, here's a cool illustration. I'm going to be traveling somewhere, right? And I make a hotel reservation. I go online. I go to my travel website. I go to the hotel's website. I make a reservation. I pay for my rooms, right? Everything is confirmed, and once they take my payment, or once the confirmation is made, I mean the reservation is made, they give you what they call a confirmation number, right? And that confirmation number says now that somewhere in that hotel, 
even if you're not there yet, there is a room waiting for you when you get there on this particular date at this particular time. Now, you don't see the hotel room. They give you a picture of it, some evidence that this is the type of room that you're going to be staying in, right? There, there is the website for the hotel evidence, right? They give you the dates. They give you how much it costs. They took the money out of your, out of your account. More evidence and then they give you that confirmation number. Now, when I show up at the hotel, if they come and tell me, I'm sorry, Mr. Gobert, we don't have any rooms for you tonight. I got to have a room. Why? Because I have a confirmation number. And I can say, well, I got the reservation. This is my confirmation number right here. And because of the confirmation number, they got to have a room for me somewhere in that hotel. Or they're going to have to create a room for me somewhere in that hotel because I have evidence, my confirmation number, that there is a room for me somewhere. Same thing with renting a car, right? You rent a car, you do the reservation, make the reservation, they give you a confirmation number. You show up at the rental place, this is my confirmation number. That evidence matches with their evidence, and there's a car. Now, if they say, sorry, Mr. Gober, we don't have the car that you're looking for, and this happened to me one time, they ran out of my type of car, so what happened? I got to upgrade. I got to upgrade because I had a confirmation number that confirmed there was evidence that somewhere on that lot there was a car waiting for me, even though I didn't see it. Even though I didn't see it. The confirmation number told me that that was my car. Last one, title deed, right? The deed to a house. If I show up and I go to the family reunion and everybody's asking me how is my apartment and blah, 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 I pull out a title deed and go, like ain't got a title deed no more, baby. I got a house, right? Now, are they looking at the house? No, they're looking at evidence that the house exists, that title deed. And faith works that way. We have evidence somewhere that proves that what, what, what belongs to me exists, even though I don't see it right now. But it exists somewhere, just like that hotel room exists, even though I'm not there yet. Just like that car exists, even though I haven't gotten to the rental car place yet. Just like that house exists, even though someone doesn't see the house, they see the title deed, the evidence that the house exists. Right? Are y'all getting this? I think you are, because I know I am. <laughs> All right? So, so faith is an evidence. It is, conf it is confidence and assurance in the evidence that proves that what I have exists somewhere, even though I don't see it. That bus example was a good example. I like that. That, that was nice, right? The bus stop, the sign, all of those things are evidence that the bus is coming, even though I don't see the bus yet. If I stay there long enough, and if I stay on the bus stop long enough, if I maintain my confidence in my evidence, eventually what I don't see, I will see. And many of you I know have stood there on the bus stop waiting for the bus, craning your neck, looking as far down the street as you could, right? No bus. Uh, okay. All right. Hanging out, reading a book, listening to some music, crane over, look over again down the street. No bus. All right. This is supposed to come at 815. It's 812. All right. Lean over one more time. And if I look far enough, hey, there's the bus. It's coming. And there's a certain excitement that we get because we see what 
What belongs to us is on its way. My God, that'll preach right there. If we maintain our faith long enough, if we maintain our confidence in the evidence long enough, I'm going to see the thing that I expect to come into my life. All right. That's good. That's 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 good right there. I hope you think it's good because I think it's good right there. All right. Let's move on. Now, now, I mentioned earlier that sometimes faith is seen as a title, is seen as a nickname, it's seen seen as, you know, something that we just call what you know a nickname for Christianity. But I want to look at it a little deeper than just a nickname or a title. I want to look at it as a lifestyle. Okay, so there are four places in Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament where this one statement uh, shows up. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, and you can probably write these down because, you know, I'm going to kind of move through these a little bit or listen to the podcast again. (laughs) Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4 says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Okay. Now let's look at Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Romans chapter 1, verse 17 says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now what Paul is quoting here is from Habakkuk. The just shall live by faith. So that's two times. All right. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. Verse 11 says, But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Mama, there goes that man again. All right, so that's three times. And then when you get a chance, do a good study on Galatians chapter 3. I think it'll, it'll really change your life where the grace of God and the law of Moses is concerned and some really good stuff on that. But I'm not getting into that tonight. That's for some time down the road. All right, finally, let's look at Hebrews chapter 10. So three places, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, Romans chapter 1, verse 17, Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. In all three of those scriptures, we see the phrase, the just shall live by faith. All right, finally, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. And verse 38, it just jumps right out and says, now the just shall live by faith. There's another portion of that, but there there it is. In four different places in Scripture, we see this phrase, the just shall live by faith. Now, that word just loosely translate those who are declared righteous. And at some point, I'll do a whole teaching on the righteousness of God by faith. It's an awesome, awesome, life-changing teaching. Um, but we're not there yet. <laughs> okay? So, the just, those who have been declared righteous... Short version, those who have been made, who have been, who've been born again, who have made Jesus their Lord and Savior. Okay. They are, they have been what the Bible calls justified or declared righteous or declared in right standing with God. Okay. So those who have been declared righteous shall live by faith. So I wrote this statement down. 
faith for the believer is not just a spiritual concept or a Christian nickname. Faith for the believer is a lifestyle. It is our lifestyle to have confident assurance and evidence that proves that what God has for me is for me. And if I maintain my confident assurance in that evidence long enough, what God has for me, will what I cannot see, will eventually be what I can see. Okay, And the reality is, I can see it by faith. I just can't see it with my natural eyes yet. But if I can continue to see it with my spiritual eye, I will eventually see it with my physical eye. Because faith is the, it is the pipeline from spirit that takes things from the spirit realm to the natural realm. It is faith that is the connection between the spirit realm and the natural realm. I don't want to get too deep and I hope I'm not sounding spooky, but 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 it is the thing that's not seen. And and the writer in Hebrews talks about this that God used faith to make the world and that he took things that were seen and made them of things that were not seen. I'm not sure if that's the order of the scripture, but that's what things that are not seen, I'm sorry, things that are seen are made of things that are not seen. And what did God do? He spoke in Genesis, let there be light and there was light. Before he said, let there be light, there was no light other than the light that was in him. As a matter of fact, the Hebrew translation of let there be light is, I believe it's light in me be. Okay, Ooh, that's a whole nother. Ooh, that's a whole nother teaching right there. I'm, I've got to stay off the rabbit trails tonight. We'll never get through all of this. All right. So faith for the believer is not a spiritual concept. It's not a Christian nickname. Faith for the believer is a lifestyle. Okay, this is how we live our lives. This is how we do what we do. We do it by faith. Okay. Now, I want to look at faith from two perspectives. Um, faith to believe and faith to live. And I call this the faith deposit. Okay, this is not a mental thing as much as it's an inside internal thing. It's not an external mechanic thing as much as it's an internal thing. So let's look at Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, verse 17, for many, a very familiar passage of scripture. For some of you, it might be brand new. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I look at this from this perspective, I can say that faith comes into my heart by hearing the word of God. Okay, now that's that's cool, but let's let's dig a little deeper because there's some things that I've actually found when I was studying this out. Uh, we want to look at this from the Living Bible translation, and it says, Yet faith comes from listening to this good news, the good news about Christ. So Paul here in Romans chapter 10 is talking about faith to believe in Jesus, faith to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. All right, And the only way you can believe that the only way you can have faith in that is by hearing the good news about Jesus. So specifically what he's talking about is faith now to, to believe that Jesus is, is Lord and to ask him now into your life 
and have him come into your life as Lord and Savior. And the only way you can truly do that is that you have to hear the good news about what he did when he lived, what he did when he died, what happened when his blood was shed, what happened when he was raised from the dead and ascended into the heavens to the right hand of the Father. You have to hear that. Now, the traditional word for what we're talking about here is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that word gospel translates good news. Okay, so when you hear the good news about Jesus, it's like collecting evidence about what Jesus did for us. And once I hear it, faith for Jesus being my savior comes by hearing the word of God regarding Jesus. Now, we're going to call this the Bible of Cliff, the book of Cliff, right? I believe that just like you can have faith to be heard about Jesus, and you can have faith in Jesus. You can also have faith in other things that we hear via the word of God. So if I need faith to be prosperous and successful in life, I can find the word of God evidence about prosperity for God's people. And when I hear or read that word on prosperity, faith begins to come into my life for prosperity. Let's say I need faith to be healed from some type of sickness or disease. I go find all of the scriptures and get my evidence where healing is concerned. And when I hear that word, the good news about healing, faith for healing now builds up in me. And now what is in me, I can speak out of me just like God did. God had light in him and he declared that the light in him come out of him. Right. So when I build up my evidence about healing or I build up my evidence about prosperity and success, when I build up my evidence about peace in my mind, I build up all of that evidence and faith comes for that particular thing. That's how we live, man. Gaining evidence through the word of God and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and building up our faith. What are we talking about? Building up, as we saw in an earlier uh, uh, definition, building up my confident assurance regarding Jesus as Lord. Building up my confident assurance regarding prosperity for God's people. Building up my confident assurance about health and healing in my physical body. Building up my confident assurance in, in marriage or how to love my wife or how to love my husband, right? I find the word and I, and I dig into it and I gather up my evidence and I put my case together. And when I get enough evidence, I've got confident assurance that what I don't have, I will have manifested in my life. Oh boy, that's good. That's good. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So find the word of God on a particular area. Now, again, in Romans, he's talking about getting born again. But I, again, I believe and I submit that that can transfer to whatever area in your life that you need faith to believe for so you can manifest so the thing that you need can manifest in your life. That's that's just me. You may believe differently. It's cool. We're all good. All right. Now, the second aspect of the faith deposit. Uh, we're going to look at Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. I may not get through all of that in all of, our, all of my notes in this uh, episode. We'll do a, a part two if we need to. You guys know I'm not going to rush through this. and I want to make sure we get a good feeding. 
All right, Romans chapter 12, verse 3. I almost said, if you have it, say amen. <laughs> too much church, too much church. Uh, <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 3. There's no such thing as too much church, so there you go. Verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Now, I think some translations say the measure of faith. And that may be a more accurate translation. Each person has gotten the measure of faith. Um, because if we say a measure it's possible that someone could imply that there are different measures of faith and they're really not different measures of faith that God gives. Okay. Faith can be increased, but the, the essence, the seed that we'll call faith has been given to everyone. And when he says everyone dealt to each one, he's talking about each believer, um, the measure of faith that when we get born again, the measure of faith is given to us via the Holy Spirit. Okay, now what we do with that measure is based on how we're able to hear and hear and hear and hear and build up our faith, right? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the, by the word of God. So when he says faith comes, it's not the initial come in, in, in Romans 12 and 3, that is the initial come. At the point of getting born again, every born again believer is given the measure of faith. And then once we have the measure of faith, as we hear and gain evidence, our faith increases, our faith grows, our faith strengthens. If you can look at faith sort of like a muscle, everybody on the planet has biceps, right? When you're born, everyone, unless there's some, you know, natural deformities or things of this nature, everyone is born with biceps, okay? But not everyone has, you know, Sun's out, gun's out, right? Not everyone has big biceps or, or muscular biceps. Or, or why does this person have muscular biceps and this person has thin flabby biceps? They were both given the measure of bicep, right? But one person works out their biceps to get the muscle to grow and one person doesn't work out their biceps at all and they got flabby independent arms. I'm doing this with my arms as if you guys can see it, but I think you know what I'm talking about, the flabby flabby up under the arm, right? Okay, both of them were given the measure of bicep. One has suns out, guns out, one has flabby flabby underarm, okay? So the difference between the two is one has worked and exercised their bicep, uh, faith, and the other has not exercised their bicep of faith, okay? But if you have a flabby bicep, you don't have to keep it. You just go to the gym and work out your biceps, okay? Likewise, where faith is concerned, we've all been given the measure of faith, and now we work out our faith by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and, hearing and developing those faith muscles, does that make sense? I think it makes sense. Does that make sense? Okay. So so somebody says, well, I don't have a lot of faith. Go to the faith gym. Go get your evidence. Get your evidence and, and look at your, and build up your faith. 
it's simple. Now, simple, I mean, you know, simple is not necessarily easy. You may have to get a bunch of different Bibles. You may have to get the Bible on your phone. You may have to get, you know, there are various Bible promises books that on certain subject areas, they have scriptures for that particular subject, depression, uh, uh, healing, uh, you know, success, you know, peace of mind, you know, and under those headings, they have different scriptures. Get you a, a Bible promise book. You know, you can go on websites and just do a, web, a word search on certain things and various scriptures will come up. Get your evidence. You got to do the work. You got to go to the gym if you're going to build up your muscles. If you're going to have spiritual faith, sons out, guns out, you're going to have to build up that muscle and you're going to have to put the work in. God has given you the measure of faith and now you have to build your faith like we build a muscle by working that thing out. And we work it out because as faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Okay. All right. I want to look at now some examples. I've got a few minutes here. I want to look at some examples here. And uh, yeah, yeah. I see where I'm going here. I see where I'm going. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, this is a lot. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So yeah, we're gonna do this in two parts, maybe three parts. We'll see. Okay. I want to look at something here in Matthew chapter nine. Verses 27 through 30. Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 30. And this is a story about a group of blind men who came to see Jesus. So let's read it. Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 30. <clears throat> Verse 27 says, When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when Jesus had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Now that word believe is going to come up a couple of times. So kind of, kind of put a pin right there. They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, saying, see that no one knows it. Now, I'm highlighting something here, this phrase, according to your faith. According to your faith. According to your faith. It's not according to whether God wants you to have it. It's according to your faith. We're going to go to that word again. To believe that he's able to give it to you, right? These guys were blind. They cried out to Jesus. Jesus said, do you believe I can do what you need me to do? Do you believe I can make you see? It's not do I believe that I, that I can make you see. I already know I can make you see. Do you believe I can make you see? And they said, yes, we believe that you can make us see. That's when the touch of Jesus happened. And he said, according to or in line with your faith. I'm going to substitute that word belief. According to your belief, let it be unto you. Not according to my power. According to your belief. Now, oftentimes when faith is preached or faith is talked about and somebody talks about they didn't receive from God... 
more times than I would like to admit, there is a condemnation put on the person. And they say, well, see, you didn't have enough faith. It's your fault. You didn't have enough faith. Jesus got the power. You got to have the faith. This is not about condemnation. This is about an adjustment in understanding how faith works. Okay, I don't want anybody to feel condemned or guilty or, or shamed or less than. Well, see, it didn't work for me. See, I knew it was my fault. My faith didn't work. Oh, slow down, Bubba, slow down. We're gaining understanding of how it works so then you can apply it to your life properly and now begin to receive the things that God wants you to have. Okay? Evidence. I didn't have enough evidence. I don't have enough confidence. All right, let me go back and get some more evidence because if I build up the evidence, faith comes by hearing. So if you don't have enough quote-unquote faith, then the solution is just go get more evidence. So you can build up your faith, just like that muscle we talked about. If you've got a flabby muscle, you don't have to have a flabby muscle for the rest of your life. All you got to do is go to the gym and work out. So if you've got, <laughs> if you've got flabby faith, that's not a condemnation on you. It's an identification of where you are in your faith walk. My faith is flabby. Let me go to the faith gym. And get and work out my faith with evidence that speaks to my situation, build up my faith. Now the words that come out of my mouth, I believe that Jesus can do this for me. And according to my faith now, I can receive what I believe that he can do for me. Okay, so please, 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 please don't beat yourself up when we're talking about it's based on what we believe. That we can have what we believe. I think uh, there's a scripture we're going to look at later in Mark that talks about this. Okay. The, uh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the trigger mechanism for receiving from God is our faith, is our belief, is our confident assurance that what he has for us, he wants me to have. Okay. Uh, I shared it. Okay, I'll be a little transplant transparent. My Sunday school teacher talks about you know her, her Tanya one and one, right? And she gets transparent about her life. So this is Cliff one and one. I'm in my mid fifties and I'm not married. Never been married, but I have gotten assurance and evidence from the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit speaking to me that there is a woman that will be my wife when the time is right. What God shared with me in a time of prayer, he said, son, I promise you, I will not leave you wifeless. I will not leave you wifeless. And I, I hang my faith on that, my confidence on that. So as the years pass, yeah, I get, I get, time, I get days where it's like, oh, man. I, but then I go back because I got my muscles Right. I go back to the word. It's not good for a man to be alone. The God will give you the desires of your heart and the desire. He gave me the desire to be a husband. 
right? He gave me the desire to be a husband and to love a woman unconditionally and pour out my love upon her and, and wash her with the water of the word according to the word of God. So so that desire is in me. And so I, I, I gather up my evidence. I get my muscles back. I get back in the gym and I have confidence. And I say, one of these days I'm walking down the aisle and it's going to be amazing. Okay, but I can't have that confidence if I don't have my evidence or if I forget about my evidence. All right. So 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 don't beat yourself up because what you that what you aspire for God to give you has not yet manifested in your life. Maybe your faith muscles are weak and you need to go to the gym. And maybe maybe it's just your assurance has that you have to keep faith on the field long enough where it can do the work that it needs to do and manifest the thing from the spiritual to the natural, okay? But whatever it is, please don't beat yourself up. Please don't do a guilt trip. And don't let anybody put a guilt trip on you. See, you ain't got no faith. Your faith isn't strong enough. That's what the problem is. That's why you didn't get healed, because you ain't got no faith. Stop, 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 stop. The Bible says in Romans, there is now therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul was talking about something a little different, but I think we can take that and put it in this context. Do not condemn yourself because you got flabby faith. Just go and go. I've said it, what, three times now? <laughs> go in the gym, get you some faith. Go in the gym, work out your faith. Okay? Okay. I think, I, you know, I, I, I just seen too many people beat up and beat themselves up and it's just not cool, man. And that's not God. That's not the heart of God. That's not the heart of God. He wants us to learn how to utilize faith so we can receive all of the things that he has for us. All right. I want to look at the Amplified Translation of Matthew 9, 27 through 30 uh, or 28 through 30. And he says, then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, and trust and reliance on the power invested in me, be it done to you. According to your faith in what I have for you, be it done to you. According to the faith and trust and reliance on the power in me, be it done to you. Because you believe in me, I can release what I have to give to you. Now, this word according is interesting. Uh, loose translation was not loose. I looked it up. It says that one aspect of according is that the thing, it's a thing that flows from the higher to the lower. And, and we can definitely put Jesus in the place of higher and these blind men in the place of lower. Right. And their faith was able to transfer the thing that's at the higher into the lower. It was transferred from the higher Jesus to the lower these men's eyes. It flows from the top to the bottom. Flows according to, according to, flowing from the higher to the lower. That thing flows according to your belief in me. There's a flow that comes from me to you. Okay? All right, two things I want to look at, and then we're going to call it a night, and then we'll pick up uh, on this at the next podcast. Psalm 133 verses 1 through 2. Psalms 133, verses 1 through 2. And I'm going to connect some dots here that are interesting. Yeah, let's... 
I'm just I, I apologize, guys. The Holy Spirit's kind of dealing with me a little bit. Um, okay, let's read this, and we'll stop with this, and then I've got to I've got to do a thing, and then we'll call it uh, a day. Uh, Psalm 133, verses 1 through 2, says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. So there's an image here that where the psalmist is saying that unity, it, it runs down, it runs it, it, it runs from the top to the bottom, from the head down to the garments. Okay? Uh, brethren dwelling together in unity. It's, it's, it, there's an, an oil, an anointing, right, that happens when people are unified. All right? But there's an aspect of this where he describes the oil, and when they poured the oil on Aaron, I believe this was to anoint him as a priest, it started on his head, it ran down his beard, and then it ran down his garments. And, and the oil, uh, Jewish scholars talk about the oil would settle in the bottom of the garment. The oil would settle in the hem of the garment. I'm, I'm going to use that as a, as a coming attraction. <laughs> the oil, the anointing, goes from the head down and settles in the hem of the garment. I think some of you guys know where I want to go, but we're not going to go there now. We're going to go there on our next podcast. So you got to make sure that you get that next podcast, uh, A Simple Understanding of Faith Part 2, the sequel. Some of you guys know I'm in the film business, so you know sequels are big right now. So we're going to do a sequel of this, and we're going to pick up from Psalm 133, Verses 1 through 2, and then we're going to go to some part 2. And I think we're going to do a three-part series on this because I got a lot of notes, and this is good stuff, and I think you need to hear it. Okay? Okay. Before I call it, uh, uh, well, I've already said it's night, so it's night <laughs> when I'm recording this. But before we call it a night or a day or the end of our show, uh, I want to do something that I haven't done in the previous podcast. First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you guys for listening to these podcasts. I've gotten um, I've gotten a lot of uh, responses from people, and uh, and and people seem to be really being blessed by them. I appreciate you guys listening. You can listen to all kinds of different podcasts. If you go on iTunes and pull up religious, there's all kind of podcasts by all kind of well-known people, and I'm sure they're they're, they're all great. And so for you to take the time out to listen to your boy uh, go on about what we're talking about, I really, really appreciate it. And I don't take it for granted. That being said, uh, I'm realizing that there may be some people who are listening to this podcast and you are not a Christian. You, you have not yet made Jesus the Lord of your life. Um, you may be a churchgoer or you may be, yeah, you may be going to church uh, you may believe that Christianity is about going to church, um, and that's a part of it, um, but that's not the foundation of it. The foundation of Christianity is making Jesus the Lord of your life and asking Him to come into your heart 
and be your Lord and Savior. Now, you know, that has taken on a lot of different connotations in our society right now. We have all of these labels, evangelicals, and da-da-da-da-da, and conservative this, and Pentecostal that, and apostolic that, and all of that stuff. I'm not... I'm not tripping about that. All I'm saying is that a relationship with God through Jesus Christ is the foundation of Christianity. What other people want to call it and what other people want to label it, that's their thing. I'm telling you from what I know, from what I studied in the scripture and from my own life, that the foundation of Christianity, the rock of Christianity is Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. And when we, by faith, Ask him to come into our hearts and be our Lord and Savior. He changes us from the inside. The love of God is deposited on the inside of us. The measure of faith is given to us. And now we have access to heavenly resources. We have access to wisdom. We have access to peace. We have access to a success that goes beyond what the world says is success. It's a whole new life that we start. Brand new. That's why the phrase is born again. We were born in the natural, but when we ask Jesus to come into our hearts, we become what we call born again spiritually, and a brand new life is ahead of us. And so uh, I haven't done that in this past podcast, but I want to start doing this now and give you an invitation to give your life to Jesus, all right? Now, uh, there's a scripture that says, if you confess with your heart, the Lord Jesus, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. This is in Romans chapter 10. So if you, we're going to do this little thing. And if you want to go to Romans chapter 10 and read and study up on this, um, if, if you become born again throughout this uh, process, then you should do that. All right. Uh, but I put together a little uh, invitation prayer that you can say. Now, if you don't believe that Jesus is the Christ and you don't believe that God raised him from the dead, then if you say this with me, it's not really going to have any impact because the belief has to be in your heart and the confession has to come out of your mouth. And we're going to talk about that, I think, in part two or part three of this faith uh, subject. But, But just if you can hear my heart, man, God loves you. And this is the avenue that he has used to prove his love to you. When we talked about God from the love from the top down, right? Uh, uh, Yeah, love from the top down. God proved his love by sending Jesus to die for you and to take on your sin nature, to take on your sins and to be a payment for your sins and to be a substitute for your sins. And he didn't even do anything. He took on our sins as a ransom, so he bought us back, and, 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 and God could now have relationship with us. That's what he did. That's what he did for you. That's what he did for me. And so, if you desire to have a relationship with God, and you truly, truly want to have a relationship with God, then say these words after me. God, I come to you today with a genuine and sincere heart. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe he died to take away my sins. And I believe that he was raised from the dead. Jesus, I give my life to you. And I ask you to be my savior and my Lord. From this moment forward, All I am and all I have, 
I place in your hands. Wherever you lead me, I will go. Amen. All right? Now, if you, if you said those words and you were genuine in what you were saying and you truly believe that for yourself, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. Now, the next step is find you a good church, get you a Bible if you don't already have one, and, 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 and we talked about Romans chapter 10, kind of read Romans chapter 10, maybe read Romans chapter 3. You find some, some Christians, some believers um, that you can talk to. Uh, begin to pray to God to lead you to people who will help you grow. Find a church that teaches and preaches the Word of God and not just inspirational messages. And watch God take your life from level to level to level to level. All right. I got to go. I'm way past my time. Thank you so much again for listening, hanging out with your boy. I had a good time. I, I always love doing these things and I always he love hearing back from you. Um, I've talked enough. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> God bless you. God keep you. May his peace, oh man, give you sweet sleep. May his joy make you dance and give you strength, and may his favor surround you like a shield, and may your life change from glory to glory. Um, let me stop talking. I love you guys. <laughs> I'll see you next time. God bless. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.